and welcome to episode 22 of Dark Rose Comics Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jerry E, and I'm joined by my... Victor Young. Co-host... Victor Young. <laughs> You're the worst. No. Why, why do I still do this? You're the worst. I should just, like... I should just let you read the intro. I don't Jesus. care about you. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is a podcast where two nerdy guys brew themselves a nice hot cup of coffee and then sit down to break down, analyze, and discuss some of our favorite comic books. The coffee we'll be brewing today is called the Komodo Dragon Blend, and it is from Starbucks Coffee, because we know a guy from Starbucks <laughs> we, Coffee. Because we know a guy, exactly. <laughs> so we're going to do some Starbucks today. Um, there's some cool new stuff that just came out, so this is one of them, and we're going to give it a try. Apparently, it's really good. The uh, comics we'll be discussing today are Venom number 4 and The Magic Order number 2. Uh, so, whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, if you like the show, please hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice. We can be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And alongside with hitting that subscribe button, if you got a few minutes to spare, please leave us a review and a rating. And make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. So before we go brew the Starbucks, how's your week been? You know what, Victor? Jerry? Things have been a little dry for me. Let me tell you why. Okay. All my TV shows are on on, on their break. As, on hiatus? Uh, on hiatus, as every TV show does during this time of the year. Not really playing much in terms of games right now. Mostly because my PC is out of commission. Okay. I do have a PS4, but... Which you mm-hmm. should be playing... Yeah, but, you know, PC Master Race, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, I, I do read clearly, but I'm very selective about the titles that I try and reach out to. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. So I don't... Uh, you so only get limited time, right? You yeah. only get a certain amount so, of time. So, uh, the gist of it, I haven't really done much this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Still doing Dolcan Battle, but even that, like, I've I've done... I've done almost everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm just running out of things to do. But I, we did promise last week that we were going to stop talking about Dokkan Battles. So we, we, we won't talk about it much. Much. <laughs> this much. episode. We, we have to slowly wean ourselves wean out Wean ourselves of it. off. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a drug. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jerry? What have you been up to this week? Uh, well, as you know, SDCC just passed. Yes. San Diego Comic Con. Yes. Lots of cool stuff came out. Tons of cool stuff. Tons of cool stuff. For example, the Aquaman and the Shazam trailers. That was, those are good trailers. Super good. Super good. Super good. The Teen Titans one, however. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it just uh, looks like a fan film. That's yeah. what it looks like to me. It looks like 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 a bunch of guys and girls got together. Like, Yo, you make a Teen Titans movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a fan film more than... Segway, the fan film Uncharted. That was a good fan film. That was a good fan That's film. A really well, good fan film. Mostly because Nathan Fillion's in it, yeah. so it doesn't really feel like a fan film. Like it yeah. felt like a like a thing. Yeah. But yeah, that was great. But yeah, back to Teen Titans real quick. <laughs> or the, uh, Titans, really? Yeah, it's just Titans. Yeah. <sighs> like I don't know why they went the direction that they're going for for this particular team because. The Titans, or even the Teen Titans, they've always been 
like they've always been more loose yeah on like their adventures and stuff like that like mm-hmm. they, they don't have to be so dark yeah but this straight up got dark and like unnecessarily dark yeah but like not so much dark as in like the world is ending dark but like dark as in like i'm still in high school dark yeah so i i don't i don't know why they went that direction with the whole dick grayson saying that's dick grayson right it's dick grayson robin right yeah um with him saying like you know f batman and then just going around like shooting guys like that makes no sense to me. It's very Jason Todd of him. Yeah. Did they wait? Did they confirm that it was Dick Grayson? I can't. I don't, uh, I don't actually, we, we should probably find out. Yeah, if, we should find out before I start if, if they can, these guys. If they confirmed it or not. <laughs> because, yeah, it's just it's really weird for any of the Robins to say something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, it's yeah, it's just weird. Oh, sorry, it's not a movie; it's a TV series. Yeah, TV series. Yeah. yeah really well a well-made fan film fan tv show thing yeah uh, it's dick grayson yeah yeah it's dick grayson and according to the explanation it's a story to be told in the series i was really trying to find a new place in the world new spot new life just like all the other titans are all lost and they have to find one another to form a surrogate family but it's i don't know like i just felt i just felt so weird about it but i don't, I don't want to harp on the titans too much until we actually see the show yeah I mean, I trust Jeff Johns and his vision, but I don't know, just a very weird first vibe from it. We will have to see. Yeah. But whereas on the other side of the spectrum with Aquaman, just seems like this r- massive adventure that just sound that looks so fun. Yeah. And then you have Shazam, where it's literally a man-child. Yeah. And a that literal man-child. so good. It, it, it captured all the essence of Billy Batson. Yeah. Like, it was so good. It was so well done. So, I don't know. I have to kind of see what happens, but that—that's SCCC, and the Uncharted fan film. My God, yeah, so I watched was, that. And that, that was, was so good. Man. So very accurate, know. very accurate, very accurate. Yeah, especially that one part. Um, <laughs> yeah, he has like all the quips down and everything, and then there's the yeah. part where, yeah, actually the camera pans behind him into like a third person shooter. That was cool. that was sweet, man. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was basically the week. Watching a lot of really cool stuff come out of SDCC. <laughs> yeah, lots of cool stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll. S- I don't know. We'll just have to see about that Titans TV show, man. Yeah, I know. We'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll just have. That's to gonna see. be on uh, the DC, DC. Uh, oh man, what is that called? DC Universe. Yeah. Thing that they're pushing out. It's gonna be like a membership thing mm-hmm. that you pay, and then you get like TV shows and. You see, can but that's not one thing I would stuff. pay for. You know what I mean? Like I'm not paying for membership to watch this. Yeah. Well, you you're gonna pay for the membership to watch this. There's other stuff like Swamp Thing or whatever. There's other stuff, and then there's comics you can read too. So it's all connected. It's probably due for the comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know about the TV. Uh, Swamp Thing might be good. Yeah. Though it depends on the direction they go with. Right? Yeah. But that could be good. So yeah, that's DC Universe. I think that's coming up at some point in Canada. I'm not sure when it's coming here. But uh, yeah. Good luck, DC. It's, yeah. We're, yeah, we're, we're rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Uh, see what happens. <laughs> all right. Anyways. <laughs> Let's um let's just go ahead. Let's go brew the coffee. We'll come back and talk about comics. Let's do it. It's, co- it's, it's, it's coffee time. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> just get on with it. <laughs> Welcome to our coffee segment. 
where we try one of the coffees that are set into as a habit of coming to throughout our comics discussion. During this segment, we'll be trying to identify all the different fragrance and flavor notes and see how what we did compared to the notes provided to us. Okay. However, today, we have no notes. We only have the coffee that's been provided to us, <laughs> which is Komodo Dragon by Starbucks. Well, not by Starbucks. The blend is distributed by Starbucks. Right. But uh, we, we got this from, from a friend of ours who's a, a very... Uh, would you say he's a good coffee connoisseur? Yeah, I'd say he's so. pretty good. I would say yeah, so. he's yeah. a good coffee connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he he gave us this coffee from Starbucks. So we'll, we're gonna go ahead and try it out and see see how we do. We're gonna first though do a dramatic reading of the description on their Starbucks website. <laughs> Komodo Dragon Blend, earthy and layered with notes of fresh herbs and a lingering spice. Deep, untamed flavors ripple through. Earthy, herbal, and complex with a lingering spice. The scent is like a stroll through the forest just after rain. This is the essence of coffees from Indonesia. Okay. And no other beans bring these flavors. Our master coffee blenders have done something remarkable. Knitting together the best pieces of the region's coffee perfectly allowing each taste to shine through clearly. It is an experience that would otherwise never exist. Okay. And is an extraordinary and wild as it is namesake, as its namesake. To say that it's an experience that would never otherwise exist is a pretty strong claim. Yeah. That's a pretty yeah, strong, strong claim. So <laughs> to test out this theory, Jerry, why don't you start us off with a little bit of a sniff sniff? All right, here we go. <laughs> like, I don't even know what I'm <laughs> it's earthy okay yeah and it's it's a little it's it's a it's a little acidic in the sense that like it's kind of got like um, kind of like it got a little bit of a sourness to it interesting but uh, not a whole lot else I can get from that like truthfully it's just earthy smells. Okay. <laughs> Herbally. Herbally earthy smells. Herbally earthy. All right. Yeah. Give it a try, Victor. I do smell the spices. I do smell the herbal. I do smell the earthy. There is a hint of sweetness in the smell, though. Really? Yeah. Very slight, but I smell it. Maybe. I think this is one of those coffees where you you, you just got to drink it. Yeah. Just to, to experience it. Yeah, for sure. So why don't you right. go ahead and, Here we and go. give us a sip. <laughs> Earthy. Okay. <laughs> Herbally. All right. And yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what else. It's very oh, dark. It's I'm gonna, very I'm gonna, dark. I'm going to go in. Yeah. By the way, we didn't know this. We should have. But this is the first actual dark open? roast that we've actually roasted. We've been doing light roasts this whole time. 
but I mean, I mean, I prefer light roast coffees. Yeah. In all honesty, we we should just call ourselves light roast coffees. <laughs> but this is the first actual dark roast reducing. So. Yeah. Yeah, we we did not think that one through when we came up with the name, but now I think we're way too far in. So, uh, wow. So yeah, yeah, it, it has been made known to us, actually by our coffee friend, our <laughs> coffee connoisseur friend. He has told us that hey, by the way, you guys know that you've all just been roasting light roast. Um, so why don't I supply you with some dark roast? See how that goes. Yeah. So here we are, <laughs> and we we. We obliged. <laughs> and we obliged. I think Komodo Dragon is our first dark roast. Maybe that Doc Lock one I'm that we sure had. Doc Lock was a dark I think that roast. was as well. Yeah. But this is the first one where we consciously knew that it was dark roast. Mm. So the irony. So the the spices do come out pretty strong. Okay. Um, very earthy. Very earthy. Um, it's actually a, quite a bitter coffee. Yeah, in comparison to the other ones we've done, uh, but not a bad, not a bad coffee though. Like it's again, I'm not a fan of dark roast, uh, but but this one's it's it's smooth. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's smooth. Not really my my most favorite coffee. That lemon tea daydream though, it's yeah. That one's hard to beat, bro. See, we we <laughs> we here at Dark Roast Comics. Enjoy light roast coffee quite a bit more. <laughs> I think when we first got into it and we were first coming up with a name for the coffee, uh, for sorry for the uh, for the podcast, uh, and we went with dark roast comics. Really, the big thing was because we wanted to we wanted to sort of tackle books on a deeper level. We we didn't want to just talk about books on a surface level, so yeah. we wanted to tackle it on a deeper end. So we figured we would call it something like a dark roast, like you know we're. We're, we're letting it fester more. We're, we're, we're analyzing things a little more. Well, at least we try to, and we try to give a different perspective on yeah. the books uh, that you would normally get. So we ended up going with Dark Rose Comics, and then we started drinking the coffee, and then we started roasting the coffee, and then we realized that we're all light roast. <laughs> so here we are. Well, I mean, Dark Rose Comics, the name actually came from the fact that we originally actually wanted to open a, a comic slash coffee shop. Right, yeah. Uh, which didn't pan out clearly, but <laughs> I mean, you never know how things might change in the future. Like, unfortunately, yeah, yeah, just, sure. you know, life got in the way, right? So, yeah. Uh, but I mean, the possibility could still be there depending on how things go here, I suppose, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely it's something I still want to follow through with, but, yeah. uh, you know. I think that's something that's always going to be on the back burner. Yeah. And I think it's just depending on when we actually get enough capital to try to pull through with it. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, so we'll see how it goes. Because yeah, so right now I literally can't miss a paycheck. <laughs> so, I don't. Well, I don't think anybody. Yeah. No. That like, we know can that, miss yeah. a paycheck, right? So I guess so. Yeah. For the most part. For the most part. Yeah. For the most part. So, anyways, we, we totally went off, off topic there. <laughs> I, I, I hope at least you know you listeners enjoyed our background story. That's how Dark Rose Coffee <laughs> came Dark to be. But uh, why don't we take these coffees and then let's head right into comics, huh? Uh, let's do it. Okay, and we're at the <laughs> comic segment. <laughs> Saw you leaning in on that one. <laughs> and we're at the comic segment. Uh, in this segment, what we normally do is we take some of our favorite comic books, we break them down, we dissect them, 
and we analyze them, we talk about them, we discuss them. And uh, yeah, the first book we're going to talk about today is The Magic Order number two. Um, so Sorry. this book's written. I'm not listening. I'm just, just drinking this coffee still. Wow. Well, at least you're it's, honest, you know? At least you're honest. Honesty is really the best trait that you it's have. It's truly the best you know? policy. It's the, it's the best trait that you have. I admire that. Paul, Thanks. Honesty, you know? The Magic Order number two, written by Mark Millar, or Mark Miller, art by Oliver Coppell, colors by Dave Stewart, and letters by Peter Doherty. Boy, this book. I, uh... I was actually really <laughs> bored while reading it. <laughs> okay, so I have I have very mixed emotions on this book. First things first, um, due to the nature of the way we discuss these books, there are going to be spoilers. So this is your spoiler warning. Moving forward, we're going to probably talk about and touch on some of the things that will, that's going to happen in the book. That's just how we, it's going to be. So spoilers. Okay. Lots of people died in this issue that I didn't care about. Yes. I think that's that's really that's really the that's really the way to look at it because for me in issue 1 that's kind of what they went after, right? In issue 1 they they went and they it started basically with a hit. The issue started with a hit. Yeah. And then they sort of already show themselves as like we're the ones doing the hit. We're gonna come after all y'all's. Yeah. And then they went and they took out some people, but the way they took them out was very creative. Yes. And from there, you're just like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like I'm actually really curious about what happens next. Then they literally gave us a carbon copy of issue one, and then put in it issue, into two. issue two, <laughs> and put it into issue two, and they're just like, let's kill more people. So then this time they went and hit up more people. But what I realize is the people that they hit are not from the family. No, they're from the order. They're just from the order. Yeah. So they don't. I don't care about those characters. Well, here, here's my thing. Like, I understand what they're trying to do uh, with issue one and issue two, right? Because you you gotta build a reputation uh, for the bad guys. Right, you have to put some weight behind the Venetian, right? But the, my my issue with that is it's also only a six issue run yeah. for this story, right? So you're gonna spend already now it's one third of the run, yeah, just talking about the the background of the of our of the family. But I feel like they didn't family. even explore that very well. Like they didn't well, really explore the Magic Orders background well that's 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 what they're trying to do though right like they're they're trying to put some weight behind the main characters right so they're trying to put some weight behind cordelia they're trying to put some weight behind gabriel i forgot the other son gabriel didn't even show up he didn't he didn't show up in this issue it's that other son but again it's gonna be one of those things like oh oh, gabriel he's he's here here. he changed his mind um i don't know but and, and and again i understand where they're coming from with this but because the run is so limited I just don't think this is the best use of a of, full issue of a full issue of a full and, second and of issue. their time unless yeah. unless they're planning on leaving us on a cliffhanger and then do a second run based off of that yeah like a second volume yeah <laughs> yeah but 
I mean, I don't know. Like it was, like you said, it was just really more of the same. Yeah. Right. More, more people dying that, that you know, they just, we literally just met them this issue. Yeah. Right? And that's the thing. I think that's the thing that bothered me more is, you know how there's always a trope for TV shows where they'll introduce a character that. Like they'll say ahead of time, like in a, in a comic issue or even in TV show, they'll be like, "Someone's dying in the next issue." Yeah. Someone's dying on the next episode, and then you introduce to this like C list character. Yeah. And then they die. Yeah. And it's just like okay. But that's a whole thing. Like, I feel like, I mean, obviously because this is a joint effort with Netflix, I feel like this particular way of storytelling translates better on TV. Yes. Like if I had watched it. Like issue two, and I watch it on TV. Yeah, I've been like, "Wow, that's a crazy way to die." Yeah, but I mean, but when- with a TV show, you also don't only get six episodes. Yeah, the way that Netflix has it set up is you probably end up getting thirteen, fourteen episodes. Yeah, and this would have been totally fine if you had. Like the problem with with what I'm seeing here is, like you said, it's a six issue mini. Yeah, if this was like a twelve issue maxi series, totally perfectly makes sense for an issue two. Yeah, right. The fact that we're not getting anywhere, we're a third into the story now, and next issue we're at the halfway point. Like they gotta hit us with like a cliffhanger on the halfway point. Like that's kind of like the mid climax of the yeah. of any of any miniseries, yeah. right? So it's just. Uh, I mean, I wish we got to see more. I also wish we got to see more things happen to the family. Mm-hmm. They explain Cordelia a little bit, and then they show this character, and then gone. The character dead. Both of them. Two of them. Three of them. They well, took, two they of took them three. in this issue, right? They took three out. Oh, that's right. They did take three out. Yeah, See, I don't even remember. <laughs> they took out the lady in the the taxi. Ophelia, I think was her name. Ophelia. I don't know. I think so. Yeah. I, that's the thing. I didn't even care to learn their names <laughs> because we just got inter- we just got introduced to them, right? Yeah. They took out that guy. They took out the other guy, like the UPS guy. Yeah. And then they took out. Oh yeah, the UPS guy. Yeah, and then they took out the guy in the apartment. Yeah. Yeah, they grabbed them into the mirror world. All of these like deaths, I mean, aside from the taxi one, the other two were pretty creative. They're pretty cool. I'll give them that. Even the taxi one, I thought was kind of cool. I mean, cool the taxi too. one was kind of cool, but it was like, eh. It's something that you could imagine happening. Like, I feel like the soul camera was crazy. I feel like they definitely are building, like, this is probably, I imagine, this is probably going to be like the intro issues leading up to the TV show. Okay. I imagine that's probably where they're going with this. Okay. Because again, like it just makes no sense that you spend one third of your run doing what you've done. Yeah. Right? Like it just makes no sense, right? Because really by the time you by the time you've gone through every significant character and have uh, gone into detail with them and before jumping into sort of the main storyline I imagine you're at that point. You're probably already going to be four or five issues in. Yeah, you know I think what I mean. So, so, I think so. so I imagine this is probably like the plan is probably going to be do the run and then continue it on in the TV show. Okay. Because because that gives uh, Mark Miller time to actually do some writing for comic books, right? And actually have. Um, and then actually have uh, like physical issues released uh, and then it also helps saves time on the Netflix side of things right so then they can sort of 
jump into the story at a bit more of a like a nittier grittier part right, right? as yeah. opposed to like spending all the money to film these six issues yeah I guess so but then I don't know I'm, I'm kind of imagining before every episode if they were to carry it into Netflix let's just yeah. say this establishes a conflict yeah the mini establishes a conflict continues onto Netflix then Netflix in the beginning of the episode will do like a quick comic recap, like recap yeah. but then it'll show the comic panels of the ones that are like of significance yeah and then it'll do a quick recap and then jump right into the yeah. show again I mean that's still <laughs> cheaper for them than to actually have like the actors and to do another six do episodes. another yeah. six like not to say that this like is gonna be six this is, yeah I imagine yeah. that they could probably get through two or three issues an episode yeah I imagine maybe. that to be the case although TV shows tend to run longer than comics that's because they fill in the time with a lot of stuff too, yeah right? so like they, if you had just filmed this issue as is this would probably be like maybe 15-20 minutes of, of TV time yeah and then you would need to fill it in with other yeah. stuff yeah for sure so yeah I mean like I don't know I'm not really sure how to feel as, as a comic book reader I'm not disappointed like it was still a good issue just not what I was expecting yeah. out of it. You know what I and mean? And knowing that there's a cap to the run yeah. is what's a little yeah. What's a little bit disappointing because yeah. then they have to cram a lot of that stuff in the back four, yeah. right? So So as a as But a, as a good as an issue itself, I think it runs really well. Yeah. Like as a as as a comic book reader, not what I expected, but as somebody who perhaps is looking forward to the T V show on Netflix like it's I mean if they could, do the TV if show if they do yeah. the TV which they are right I think they are they are I'm pretty sure yeah, they I'll, are I'll look it up we keep talking uh, well no like, yeah the magic order they already released a trailer for it <laughs> oh they <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah <they're... laughs> yeah but um, as as a as a, as a like a TV watcher and, and somebody who's I guess into watching TV shows on Netflix quite often like it could it, it does add to the experience Right, because I mean, this is, to my knowledge, not something that's been done before. Right? Oh, the trailer I think is only for the book, but on IMDb there's a TV series that's oh. listed. So yeah, they they've got to be coming out with this. Oh no, wait. No, I think it's just. Hold on. I think it's just they they did the trailer to promote the to book. Promote the book, and then yeah. it says six episodes, but really that's just six issues. Yeah. Okay. Six issues. So, I don't, I, I don't know if it's gonna be made into a show. Mm. But, okay, see, that changes my perspective on things now. Yeah. Because I thought that they were gonna make this into a TV show. Yeah, so, that's odd. Yeah. So if that's the case, then yeah, I'm not a fan of. How <laughs> it's just because it. there's so little time left. They've just taken they're, too much time. Yeah. yeah. Bottom line, regardless of TV show or not, they just. I feel like they've taken too much time to set up. Yeah. I think the first issue, like, to be honest, the first issue and the way they have set that up yeah. and the way they have set up are the pretty much obvious bad guys, the villains, you know? Yeah. The way they've set that team up was already menacing enough. Yeah. Like, I didn't need to see a second issue of just endless killing. Yeah, but I think they, like, I think it was done just to help add that weight to the Venetian. 
right? Because yeah, we I mean we all know the like the other order like they're they're like the Deathly Hollows, right? Like like you got Hogwarts versus yeah. Voldemort, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then um, like they just needed to do that just to make the Venetian an actual threat, right? right. Because the thing is, like in the first issue, we we know that he he's a magical assassin, and he, I think even in that issue, he kills two or three people as well. Yeah, right. But we don't get much of him despite seeing all the killings that he's done right so i think in this issue they they really tried to add weight to him but again like it's i don't know i I feel like they there's just too much time spent on the setup yeah and then not enough time on the conflict i don't even know if we'll get a resolution to be honest with you yeah I, i don't know and that's the thing like mark has done something similar like this where he goes through multiple volumes of a series like yeah. Jupiter's Legacy and like Kick-Ass and stuff yeah. like that like they would do sort of multiple volumes um, to tell the story yeah I think they're going to they're going to resolve something by the end of the mini but the overarching thing is probably going to get carried into another mini series and that's what I think would happen with this just as the same as like Jupiter's Legacy episode 6 or issue 6 Gabriel comes back and that's going to be the cliffhanger before volume 2 I'm calling it right now <laughs> I'd say he comes back issue 5 I say he comes back end of issue 5 issue 6 he resolves something but someone escapes the head honcho escapes and that's going to be volume 2 if she comes back for revenge Venetian strikes back <laughs> was it Frieza? Like, <laughs> he just comes back to life every time? <laughs> I was going for Star Wars. <laughs> but, okay. <laughs> oh, well, I mean... But the art? I gotta uh, say, the art. Notch. So good. Top notch, buddy. So good. Oliver is just so good. And I think, like, a lot of the a lot of the effects that gets drawn in, you, you really have to have a certain way of drawing things grounded yeah. that when those things the supernatural stuff happens that it it really it really becomes that jarring feel to it and you're like yeah. whoa you yeah. know and you just get taken by surprise like it uh like it takes over like it takes over that that uh that page or the two pages or whatever yeah and then it really feels like you're you're trapped like those people from the order that got killed <laughs> yeah pretty pretty much like um well, like, speaking of Trapped, like, the Soul Camera. Yeah. The Soul Camera was cool. That was crazy. That was crazy. And then they printed it out like a polo. Could you imagine and then if just, that happened to you? Stuck. Yeah. Like, someone oh, takes man. a photo of you, and then they and then they, they, they just crush the, 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 the picture that comes out? Yeah. Like, what a way to die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when I saw it, I was like, man, that's that was crazy. But one part I thought it was kind of funny. Was the magazine part? Because that was pretty funny too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the magazine part was a little funny, but uh, no, the um, the part where they just got into where, where did they go? They got to the guy's house. Yeah, and something was on, stolen. Uncle, oh no, yeah, yeah, that's the in Ohio. Yeah, so they go into the basement. Yeah, and then something stolen. They go into the basement, and they're like, uh, "Any?" They said that here in one point. Any idea? what you're missing yet and he's like yeah and then he opens the door and he's like they took the the horologium yeah horologium yeah 
and I was like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> when I first read, but, but, but I was like, but that, so that the effect didn't hit me. Yeah. It's like, what did it take? Open up splash page. They took the horologium, and I was like, okay. Yeah. What is that? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it. There's, there's probably not a lot of weight to that being stolen. Yeah. Because it's not like. Uh, it's not like the order went crazy when it got stolen either. Yeah. Right. They're just like, oh, like, well, shoots, that's too bad, right? Sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but which is why when that when um, that particular part came up in in the issue, I was I was like dying laughing at the magazine part. Yeah. Because that part <laughs> that part is like, you know, it could happen to anybody really yeah. when you think exactly. about it. Right. That part was quick. funnier. Yeah. But but uh, he follows up that panel right away. Like after he opens the door, he was like, "You've probably never heard of it." <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yes, yes, you're right. Yes, correct. <laughs> Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Yeah. So, I don't know. I wish I could like this issue more. Yeah. I do like it, but I don't think I liked it as much as I think I, sh- I would have. Following exactly, like pretty much after the expectation I had for the issue after the first issue. Yeah. The first issue was like a banger. Like, yeah. It was just like, holy smokes. And the, is- the first issue was fast paced and it yeah. was... And it set up the premise, it set up everything, and that was all I needed. Yeah. For a setup. That's yeah. all I needed. So. But uh again, like issue two was just really more of the same and But someone in the family will die next issue. I'm calling it. You're calling right now? Someone in the family will die. And I think it's the son. I think the son will die. I think it's the father. I think the son will die. Because they said, Tell Mr. Moonstone. I don't know why I gave her that voice. Tell Mr. Moonstone. <laughs> he's next. Yeah, what did you give her that? Whatever, voice? whatever. Like it's fictional, it could be any voice. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was like it's like tell him, tell Mister Moonstone he's next. It's like okay, and to me it was like okay, so they're gonna get attacked, and then a son's gonna jump in trying to prove that he's the better magician. Yeah, and he's gonna, he's just gonna bite the dust. Technically, and he's gonna uh, die a cruel yeah. death because that is exactly what Mark Miller does. Yeah, but he, also technically he's a Mister Moonstone, so she wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. He is a Mr. Moonstone. Yeah. So yeah, I'm calling it now. He's going to die. And that's what's going to get Gabriel out of hiding. Two issues from then. Yeah. But yeah. overall, um, I mean, it's not a bad issue. Just a more li- of the same. More of the same and not how I imagined that the story would progress. Yes. Right. Especially, as, I mean, especially as a new reader, if you're not familiar with his work, then it, it can be a little like, okay, well... Are we getting to the point, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, I still have hope that the next four issues are gonna be yeah for sure good. for sure. If anything, it's gonna look spectacular. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be yeah, no question about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So any any parting thoughts? Any parting thoughts that, on the that, Magic Order two? That was my parting thought. Oh, that the next word. Okay. Yeah, that's my parting thought. You should have really been on the ball on that one. Listen, I wanted to. Give you, I wanted to give you a chance to like. Okay, so the next book we're gonna talk about is uh, Venom number four. Now that's a good issue. <laughs> Holy okay, let me, smokes! Let me let me introduce the book first. Let me okay, introduce okay. okay. Written. What by- a good issue! <laughs> Yo, what is with us today? I don't know, man. Venom number four. <laughs> Written by Donny Cates, art by Ryan Stegman on pencil, J.P. Mayer on ink, colors by Frank, Frank Martin, Martin, and letters by Clay- <laughs> Clayton Clay Cowles. Cowles. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, I need to drink more coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. just in a, I'm just in a, you know, like a like a playful mood today. You know what I mean? You know, fair enough. Fair enough. Let's spice things up a little bit. You know, I gotta get a little cayenne pepper in there. <laughs> I think that Dark Rose Coffee is doing this to us. I think it's drug man. <laughs> I think our buddy just put some put some good old LSD. <laughs> yeah, like he opens up the bag and just sprinkles it. He just sprinkles it in there, and he gives it to us in the guise of Starbucks. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, these guys you know, messed them up real bad. <laughs> okay, so this issue uh, again, spoilers. Yeah. Lots of cool stuff happened. So many reveals this issue. Right? Like crazy amounts of information that explains a lot of a lot of like symbiote related stuff from all of Marvel history. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. Like Donny Cates, good job. Like what a way to like integrate everything into the into the current universe, right? Yeah. Like wow. I mean, I was already fully on board with this book, like yeah. with Venom yeah. as a series. When he linked it to the God Butcher, yeah. Oh man! I just threw my arms out. I'm like, that's it. Just take my wallet. <laughs> just just swipe it every time you release an issue. Like I'm done. Yeah. Like it's so. And, and he, I could not believe and it. And he linked it from from the issue back in 2013. 15. 2015. 15. Sorry. Fifth, wait. I think it was 13. I'm pretty sure it was 13. No, I don't think it was that long ago. I think it was 2015. Was it? Let me let me see here. Keep talking. Keep talking. Well, that was my talking point. You're pausing it. Right oh now my goodness! To try and figure out this this information. But what did you think of it? Did you did you ever had a chance to to like or even like just now look up God Butcher at all? Yeah, Gore. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, what a way, <laughs> what a way to link him. That's all I gotta say because before, like when when he was using the uh, the necroblade right like it was just considered to be dark energy right yeah but now we know that the dark energy is in fact the i guess the, a primordial symbiote so it's no longer considered to be dark energy it's a primordial symbiote he's been using a symbiote the whole time you're right it's 2013 yeah see i told you yeah, I was wrong. Yeah, which and is I, and I actually follow that series. Oh, wow, <laughs> come on, bro. I just I didn't think it was so long ago. God, I feel it literally now. says it in the issue, twenty thirteen. But I thought it said a five. Mamma mia, come oh, on, man. <laughs> I thought it said a five. But but yeah, like it's no longer dark energy. He's been using a primordial symbiote the whole time. Mm-hmm. Explains everything. Yeah, Be, because then it's just like when they say dark energy, there's no context for dark energy. It could be anything, right? Yeah. But when you say, yeah, it's actually a blade that's made from a symbiote, well, that explains everything. That explains why he's able to manipulate it the way he does. That explains why he's able to regenerate with it the way he does. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So that, what to me was like, just just good writing. Amazing writing. And that gives like a different perspective on Gore the God Butcher. It does. Because all this time, you just, you never had any clue as to why he had that he just had it and it was yeah. menacing yeah and granted without that information the, the issue would have still been great yeah or like the series for god of thunder would have still been great too but now it just gives a different perspective of the type of power he was wielding yeah right and it's crazy because i looked at that panel and then in the um in venom in venom number four 
I looked at the panel when they fell and they were on the ground. I was yeah. like, that looks familiar. And then they go right into talking about someone came and stole it. Yeah. And I went back to, to look at God of Thunder number six. My goodness. Identical panel. Yeah. And I was like, my God. Well, he can't, I can't believe he connected it right in, to it. In that particular issue, all all they said was that the that the blade come came from uh, a warrior cloaked in black. Yeah. Because right? it was one one god that was cloaked in black and another god that was that was gold and they were just fighting. Yeah. So now we know that that god that was cloaked in black was null. Yeah. Now it's all just coming full circle. Yeah. Like it's crazy. It's like how do you how do you even think of that? You know what I mean? Like you're just like like is Donnie just sitting in his chair? God of Thunder number six. That's the that's one. It, that's, that's the what one. I remember there was a guy in all black. Yeah. I'm gonna make that guy <laughs> null. <laughs> yeah. It's like Ryan, come on, we gotta draw this real quick. Well, we gotta get that issue. Just copy <laughs> that one panel. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just a real just a real quick side note. If you have not read Thor God of Thunder, the series. My goodness, go read that series, especially the first few arcs where it talks about Gore the God Butcher. Some of the best stuff I've seen from Marvel. Yeah. So good. And just even even that like one fight scene between uh, Gore and Thor where where Gore is sort of like like back here. Yeah. And he has like he has like the the dark energy or no, yeah. the symbiote. The symbiote, like, yeah. attacking Thor. That's an iconic scene, man. Yeah, man. Very iconic. Yeah. So but anyways, definitely go read that. Yeah. But uh, back to Venom. So at least now we know where the symbiotes come from. And they're yeah. talking about how this, you know, the symbiotes innate fear for fire. Now we know exactly where that came from. Fire and uh, and uh, noises. Yeah. Loud noises. Fire oh, and loud noises, the, yeah. The origin. I was like, when I read that, I was like, how do you think of this stuff? <laughs> like, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, like be, because before, when... When they would use uh, fire and uh, noises to sort of get rid of a symbiote, you kind of just accepted it. You know what I mean? You're just yeah. like you're just like, okay, yeah, like it's just weak to fire. Yeah, like and, how the and, Green Lantern just afraid of yellow. Yeah, like yeah, you, you're just you, like oh, okay, you just accept it, right? But when when an explanation comes that makes it, sense, it, that makes sense. It's yeah. just like wow, like like it just it just immediately makes sense for you too right and then you start integrating that into into the way you think of a symbiote yeah just like holy smokes because not only do you accept the instances that happened before yeah you now put the explanation to it and you go and revisit some of those scenes and you're like that makes so much more sense now exactly right yeah so yeah good job on the issue I would really enjoy the issue um so here they talked about um they talked about the cage. Yeah. They talked about the origin of Clintar. Yeah. So do you want to maybe elaborate on that a little bit on the origin of Clintar? So it was originally thought that Clintar was the planet that symbiotes came from. Yeah. Right? So whenever you whenever anybody would say the word Clintar, you just automatically assumed it was the planet. It was a planet, right? yeah, like a physical planet. Yeah. However, Null explains that Clintar is actually the symbiote's word for prison. And Clintar itself is not actually a planet, but a bunch of symbiotes that have piled around a Null to imprison him. Right? So 
it's just a planet-sized prison that's created from symbiotes. Yeah. It's not actually a planet, right? So when I read that too, I was just like, that's that's a hell of a lot of symbiotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's and it's cool they bring that as part of sort of the retcon yeah. for Clintar because yeah. it it also alongside with explaining the symbiotes yeah. and Clintar it also adds a layer of mystery back. Yeah. Because now there's no planet that they came from. Yeah. They literally came from the void. Well, they literally came from Null, right? Because Null had had um, connected to all the little creatures from whichever, which was the void, right? Like yeah. whichever planet he was on. He literally just turned them all into symbiotes. See, right? now that's the part I wanted to discuss with you about um, at the beginning, when he was fighting the Celestial. Yeah. So he goes... Another crazy thing, too. And reaches... Yeah. This, <laughs> this guy just goes and fights like Celestials just willy-nilly. <laughs> In the beginning, there was war. And then Celestials. Yeah. Just, just a let me group just, of yeah, Celestials. Just kill a couple of them and yeah, you know, call it a day. <laughs> and Celestials are there, so they're consuming planets and stuff. Yeah. Um, so Null, on one of the Celestials' hand, reaches in. And then pulls out the symbiote blade. Yeah. What do you make of that? Because I don't quite, quite yeah. understand how because that comes. How that come about? I didn't like again. It's just one of those things that you read and you just sort of accept it. Right? Like you yeah. don't question it, right? Uh, I, I don't know. Like so, it's, yeah. Because the way I read into that was where he was that world. Where they came to, like, where, like, you know, him him and, like, sort of, like, that endless void. Yeah. When the Celestials came about, that void was already filled with symbiotes. Yeah. And when the Celestials came about, he talked about in there saying that um, the symbiotes, they form when they shine. Mm-hmm. Like, the shadows will form when they're shined upon. Um, so, the, the Celestials come, light, everything. And then what he reaches in and basically forces a form yeah. of the symbiote from the shadows because they were already there in the to begin with. Yeah. That's kinda how I read into that. But still kinda weird that he just punctured his hand right through the celestial. Like that hand. could that could very well just be it, right? Like because yes, yes, the celestials created light, the light created a shadow. And there's in that particular part of the celestial there was shadow. So yeah. then he was able to just pull it off from the shadow. Like that's to me that makes sense. Okay. Right. Like there's it, there's no other explanation where I would go. Okay, that's a better explanation. Right. Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like if he was just pulling it out of the celestial itself, then that just creates more questions than answers. That's true. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? So I think pulling it from the shadow makes more sense. But again, we'll we'll just have to see where that goes. Right. Yeah. Or if there's going to be an explanation for that, who knows? Yeah. Well, I think they're past that part of the explanation. Yeah. Like, you know? again, it's just one of those things you just accept. Yeah. Right. Because it's, I mean, where that sword came from really is insignificant to the story. Right. Because it's not what like. What he does to the sword it adds that's, on that's more significant. That. Yeah. Way more yeah, significant. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool because then he uses a celestial as a forge. Yeah. As a forge to create the sword. Yeah. Which is, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. It's a pretty so, badass sword, too. Yeah. Because that would then explain the intense amount of fire <laughs> that he put the symbiotes through. 
so crazy he was able to tie everything together yeah still can't get over it <laughs> but he he's in in the series that he writes he does a good job of revisiting a lot of the history of mm-hmm. marvel and that that's kind of why i really enjoy reading a lot of his stuff yeah and like the thanos series that he just took over and finished that that was really good too mm-hmm. i really like that mm-hmm. um if you haven't read that you should definitely go read it um so i wanted to talk about there was one part where he talks about um because now we understand what the red swirl means yeah it's not a psychosis it's not an illu- it's not a delusion the red swirl is basically the hive mind mentality yeah when they go into that phase it basically means uh, null is connected yeah right and they've basically gone into this hive mind mm-hmm. of of shared thoughts between the symbiotes and null yeah so null is talking about how he had connections with all of his symbiotes and then it got severed and that's how they sort of went about and found new hosts and stuff and became the venom that we know yeah right because they've been infected as he calls it infected with the light yeah right infected with like conscious thoughts and stuff well because they adopted whatever the host was whatever the host you know whatever their thought processes or their hopes and dreams were that's what they adopted and it changed the symbiote into something outside of um what null had control over yeah yeah basically their Um, venom so to speak oh (laughs) literally that's just from the issue so (laughs) yeah i know um okay so the hive mind basically what it is it's you know just kind of an explanation for the readers that don't know um so the hive mind mentality is a group of individuals becoming aware of their own commonality Uh, so they start thinking and sharing resources and knowledge and stuff like that together um it's similar to an idea called the collective consciousness Mm -hmm. so it's basically you know it's also referred to as universal consciousness and it's basically an idea developed by emile duncan durkheim emile durkheim and it's uh it, he's a scholar for social order and integration. And the idea uh, is basically beliefs and sentiment that are universal to people within a certain society. Mm-hmm. So when they go into this idea of the hive mind mentality in the issue, they talk about how they, they're all out there and they're doing their thing, they're conquering and you know, taking out the light and whatever, right? And all has full control of that. Yeah. Um, and it's basically connecting to the way that they th- they think, and mm-hmm. they all have the commonality, and the commonality is null. Yeah. Right. So, what I want to really discuss is if I'm applying that concept to today, Facebook, Twitter, and all that kind of social media platform, a lot of that could be considered as the modern hive mind. Hmm. Yes and no, like. Facebook as a platform for people to to share to, common thoughts but, because if but, you if you're searching for a specific thing and those stuff come up from other people and you start liking them and just engage in discussions about them you're sharing commonalities but that's not a collective conscience though well the collective conscience is really just a, a sharing pool a sharing pool of beliefs and sentiments that are universal 
yeah. to people within a society. Well, that's what you wrote down anyway. Yeah, right? that's what, yeah. So, uh, it's universal to peoples within a society, right? And if you don't agree with it, you move on. Right? So, are you, so, so are the you people saying, so, on Facebook that are engaging in those similar conversations, yeah. a lot of them do have that same belief. So are you saying that... Mark Zuckerberg it? is not. No. <laughs> no, because then what you have to, have to say then is whatever group of people that believe in something or str- or have a strong sentiment towards something you have to consider those people a collective conscious now because they're no longer part of the larger society that we're in yeah you know what i mean because yeah. then because then they would be considered their own society they're sort of yeah. individual but, segregated but to be a complete collective uh have a complete collective conscience everybody has to agree on everything well, see, that's to me, there, there's no limit how big or small of the collective. I don't know. If you're if you're talking about in the sense of null, mm-hmm. then yeah, everything has to be collectively yeah. the same. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, if you want to scale it down mm-hmm. and use that as an example within our own society, then sure, me and you playing Dokkan Battle right here, right now, we're a collective conscience. Because... Because now if we join the Facebook group and there are thousands, tens of thousands of other people doing the same thing. Then yeah, then now we're then part of we're that part collective of that collective consciousness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And that's sense. sure that makes sense. Right? And yeah. that and I think that's kind of what Facebook and Twitter is. Yeah. And and same similar idea as Twitter, the whole idea of a hashtag yeah. puts you in that collective consciousness. Yeah. Because you're searching for the same belief. Mm-hmm. Right? And you do have that same universal belief. Yeah. So similarly with Facebook, you're joining these groups and stuff like that and Facebook yeah. curating content for you and pushing content to you and stuff like that that are fitted to your sort of belief and yeah. what you search for and stuff like that, what yeah. you view. That's kind of... That's, to me, it's kind of similar to what's happening. Well, right you, then you can Mark sort Zuckerberg of... Is no. Then you can sort of... <laughs> then you can sort of... No, because then what you would... Uh, actually no now I sort of see your point right but well then I guess at this point we can sort of look at it on on two scales right Uh, on the smaller scale you can look at it you can look at it from a point of a single belief or a single sentiment and then you have people that you know sort of surround that single single thing then sure yeah that's a you can sort of consider that to be a collective conscience yeah and then you can look at it at a, at a second stage where there's a complete collective conscience where everybody uh, is more or less the same, mm-hmm. right? And they're all connected by one... Uh, one singular... One, one singular entity or being. Yeah. Uh, sort of like... I remember the episode of Rick and Morty when Rick uh, uh, was with that uh, the hive mind girl. Okay, yeah. And then and then she had colonized the whole planet. Yeah. And they're all her. And then <laughs> Yeah. It's it's like that. See, that's a that's a true collective consciousness. That's a conscious. true collective, a true conscious, collective yeah. consciousness. No, you're right. But in, in, in this sense, yeah, I mean if we're talking about a single thing, then yeah, what you're saying makes sense. Mark Zuckerberg is no <laughs> that makes sense. Hashtag null Zuckerberg. <laughs> Let's start that collective conscious on Twitter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, like, obviously, there's going to be distinct differences yeah. between what is considered to be a theoretical collective conscious to what I'm sort of 
pitching here for Facebook and Twitter, but it's got similarities as well. It's got the same, I guess, background to it. Yeah. Same idea. Yeah. But you know, just not to that point. Obviously, mm-hmm. if we if we ever get to that point where we're a single collective conscious on Facebook, we'll kind of have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Another question that I have for you. Sure. Thor and Gore, are they going to make an appearance in this Thor, in this yes. Run? Yeah. I want to say Gore too because be I want to see Gore. Well, not only that, but now Null. But Gore's dead, isn't he? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah. But he but he has to get his blade back at somehow. That because that blade belongs to Null. Right. So I mean, if they somehow were able to get all three of them in this run, triple threat match, <laughs> and then Eddie Brock and Miles Morales are just standing back. Whoa! Let's just let these guys duke it out. <laughs> Eddie Brock's a referee. Yeah, he's got on a ref jersey. <laughs> it's like, all right, Venom. I just need you to create a couple of stripes on my shirt for me, real quick, real quick. <laughs> I just need you to create a zebra pattern. Yeah. <laughs> That would be that would be super cool. I think for sure Thor will make an appearance. Thor, yes, yeah, because yeah. Thor is so heavily referenced in this issue. Yeah, right. Um, but I would definitely like to see Gore somehow make an appearance too. Yeah, because no, I, I mean, I want to see Null get that sword back. I want to see him get that sword back, mm-hmm. and he would be all kinds of overpowered. If you got it back. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, first, the real Null has to be awakened. Yeah, that's the other thing. Because this, too. we find out in this issue that Null, that, as we see him, yeah, is, is a vessel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so he created this vessel so that he comes out and like and does all this stuff. And he still has he still has control over those symbiotes. Yeah. Even as just a conscious mind inside the sort of the core of Clintar. Yeah. So once he becomes awakened, is I think when he's going to go and try to find you know like when he's going to go and try to find the sword yeah right but that'll be cool because gore as a character i really grew to like like yeah. i really grew to like him as a character because he has a, from god he, of thunder gore so. has a good backstory too yeah you know what i mean he's not just some like run of the mill villain that I, I want everything i want to take over everything yeah you know what i mean like he has a good reason to do what he does it's still not the right thing to do yeah. which is why he's the villain obviously but you can put yourself in his shoes yeah you know what I mean you can sympathize yeah right exactly yeah. and I think that's what makes him such a good villain yeah and why again I would love to see him in this issue some or run somehow some, some at way. some point yeah yeah but not just I hope it's not just like he just laying there or they just talk about there. him in passing and then that's it yeah <laughs> <laughs> where Noel just shows up he's like by the way I got the sword back from Gore and then that's it and that's it There's no flashback issue nothing, no flashback nothing, nothing. no explanation Eddie Brock's just like okay like, cool now there's more things to worry about yeah. <laughs> so yeah overall overall this issue man so good like see I, I enjoyed I enjoyed reading this issue because it created so many things to talk about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's been, like, I I have fun talking about every issue that we've read. Yeah. And even just now with the Magic Order, like, taken taken not from the context of a miniseries and just taken as as an issue on its own, Mm -hmm. loved it, enjoyed it. Yeah. But, you know, you can enjoy it for different ways, right? You can dislike something for different ways. Yeah. With something like Venom, Ooh. Joyride from 
from the start till now yeah yeah because it, it just created so much conversation like i read it i was like oh but that explains this that explains that yeah but what about this what about that right like because it ties so much of a larger universe together yeah right and i think that's what i think that's why or how donny kate's created so much magic in this issue yeah for sure right? like for sure like this was definitely one of the most fun issues to read and definitely one of them the more fun issues to talk about and the crazy part is normally with an issue that's sort of more exposition-y and sort of like a background fill yeah type of issue like a thing that explores the background and just catches you up and stuff yeah normally those issues aren't as fun yeah because then they they take a little long explaining things mm-hmm. but this the way they explained it the way they tied everything together yeah made you want to learn more about the background yeah because that has every repercussion for what's happening in the present now yeah and also because the background was already more or less solidified in a sense right because they're, you're, they're digging into a history that's already there exactly right yeah. so, and they're kind of retconning a few things yeah. so that's cool yeah making it something that's a little bit more interesting to the readers yeah something that the readers are, are obviously going to want to like i i guarantee you somebody who's read venom issue four has gone out and read uh god of thunder oh for sure 100 percent for sure we can <laughs> it'll be interesting if we can see the sales number too yeah <laughs> we can see mm, thor got us under see what happened ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> no not just for the issue but like sales number in general for yeah. that series yeah then you just go check it out and be like oh marvel sales this month for thor god of thunder has gone up it's up yeah okay thanks cool. donny gates <laughs> <laughs> everybody starts reaching out to donny and say hey man throw uh throw uh, my issue yeah in throw, throw my issue in there just you know a little little sprinkle of captain you america somehow <laughs> <laughs> at some point Noel fights captain america that's like yeah, no fell in the ice <laughs> DC contacts them hey listen I need you to throw a little bit of Batman in there a little bit of Superman it's like what <laughs> okay <laughs> company crossovers oh and another Malcolm series oh boy oh man oh, I don't know I don't know if I'm ready for that <laughs> I've, I've been trying so hard to get my hands on those issues oh yeah yeah I mean I'm sure I, it's a lot easier than I'm making it out to be Cause yeah, I was gonna say you can just probably, order online, right? Yeah, but I'm just like, them. oh, but I want to do this the hard way. <laughs> oh, like flipping through like long boxes. At yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I, I mean, I I would definitely welcome another amalgam series somehow. Yeah, but it's gotta ha- it's gotta make sense because the way they do a series like that, there's no definitive way they can show one being more powerful than the other. Yeah. Because first of all, the internet will explode. Yeah. And second it puts the other company in a weird awkward spot yeah so i don't think it's i don't really think it's anything that's ever could be explored yeah you know but you know we'll see what happens see what happens the comic book world is uh full of surprises yeah always full of surprises (laughs) one day power ranger crossover didn't they already cross over with Batman? <laughs> well, yeah, with the, with the Justice League. Yeah. But I'm saying now with Marvel involved as well. Triple Threat. Triple. Marvel, DC, Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> how, how would that story even work? I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's way much. Yeah. But, uh, but overall, man, loved this issue. Absolutely loved yeah. it from beginning to end. 
I am I'm just itching itching to read issue five especially because I want to know where he's taking Miles Morales (laughs) so far he's been kind of a plot device like he's He's been been very plot device yeah Yeah. so there hasn't been a a full reason of why he's there it's nice I see him there I like seeing Miles as a character but it's weird it's weird to see him in this particular method like it's yeah you know well, I, mean, I wish there was more purpose to why he was there, but you know, sometimes. I mean, well, you have I'm sure they like might that, give him so. more purpose moving forward. Like yeah. they're definitely giving him a larger role now, right? Because I mean, he could have very easily just been left. Oh, he could have been knocked out the whole time. Yeah, yeah, just the whole time, and he wakes up at the end of the of the last issue. Oh, what happened? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, they they are giving him a bigger role, and then uh, we'll see how that bigger role benefits the story. Yeah, because yeah, it for has sure. to. Like, there's, because there's no other reason for him to be there. Yeah, yeah, right? it's true. So. All right, so yeah, I think that uh, I think that pretty much wraps up our discussion on Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, any parting thoughts you want to chime in? I need issue five now, right now, right this very moment. Donny Kate, send me the script. <laughs> I need to read it now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, man, it's just every every issue just ha- edge of the seats. Just make sure edge of the seats. Yeah, I'm sitting on multiple ma- seats, just on the edge of all of them. <laughs> so you know, just so you don't fall out of one of them and not have a back. If I fall off of one, I'm gonna fall off the other ones. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> what you're saying makes no sense right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've got like a circle of seats, and you're sitting on the edge of all of I'm them. I'm just pro- rolling. Into you're a just cross-legged in the middle, <laughs> just propped up by seats. <laughs> all right, so yeah, that wraps up our uh, comics discussion. Let's go ahead. And get into our final segment, Offerings to Dark Side. Offerings to Dark Side. And we're at the Offerings to Dark Side segment. In this segment, what we do is we take something that we enjoy outside of the world of comics, outside of coffee, and we offer it to you, our listeners. And we hope to convince you and convert you into liking these things that we like. Why'd you have to put it that because, way? Huh? Why'd you have to put it that way? What do you mean? You could have just said, hey, we just want to share something we like. I'm we want you to... to like these things I... that okay. we like. <laughs> <laughs> because we think they're cool, and that's why. Victor, why don't you go ahead and share something with us this week? So this week, Jerry, uh, my... Share re- something my, to class. My, okay. My offering <laughs> this week to Darkseid is a band called Palisades. Now admittedly i actually don't know very much about this band only because i literally discovered them like yesterday that's uh, fine <laughs> uh but they're a uh, post hardcore rock band okay which is a genre i also just discovered <laughs> yesterday that's a, it's a genre i discovered about 13 seconds yeah. ago <laughs> but it's basically like hardcore metal but you're allowed a lot more i guess creative freedom with it so with their music there's also a lot of um, electronic aspects to it as well like electronic music which is pretty cool okay uh, I've literally had their two songs Let Down and Better Chemicals on repeat like the whole day <laughs> literally the whole day uh, and that's also off of their um, new well newer or newest I guess self-titled album that came out last year okay uh, still new yeah still, still new. new so again uh, the band is called Palisades and I hope that uh, you guys I guess discover this band with me. Nice. <laughs> nice. What about well you, Jerry? Played. What you got this week? This week, I want to offer something. I've actually 
like this for a while. I've um, I've been following them for a while, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's a web comic. Yeah. And it's called Cyanide and Happiness. Yo, I love Cyanide and right? Happiness. They're oh, so good. So good. It's so funny. I love them. <laughs> Have you seen their uh, like their animated shorts on YouTube as well? Yeah. 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 Oh man. It's freaking hilarious. There are some really good ones. Yeah. Um, I remember one from a couple years ago. There was one where um, it was the race. Yeah, and the guy was racing, but then like there was a part two to it, and he's like in depression, <laughs> and because like he was like missing the the adrenaline. Yeah, and oh man, the the way they tie things up is hilarious in those shorts. But um, what this is, it's uh, it's off of a website called Explosum dot net e x p l o s m dot net, and the short is called Cyanide and Happiness. They have shorts, they have comics uh, on a daily basis, so every day they have like a sometimes three panel four panel sometimes yeah. six panel yeah. just like a quick webcomic right yeah and oh some of the stuff that happens every day it's just it's like, so funny it's funny how they're able to take like the most depressing and sad situations and turn them into something hilarious yeah like it, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it boggles my mind there's, how you can uh, meld those two together but there's a uh i think there's there's like uh every once in a while they do like a depressing thoughts week yeah or something like that yeah. and then it's just it just gets super dark yeah. with some of the comics. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, it's something that I think I think everyone would enjoy as well. Yeah. Something that's pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. They also have an app. So then you can just go to the app every day. And then you can just get the new comic every day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool. I actually didn't know about that app. So I'm going to go and get that right now. Yeah, you should get the app. <laughs> yeah. Sign that happiness app. It's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So yeah, I think that basically wraps up our offerings to dark side this week so thank you for tuning in we hope you have enjoyed this episode of the dark rose comics podcast remember if you like what we do in this episode or just in, on this podcast in general hit that subscribe button on the podcast service provider of your choice we can be found on itunes google play and spotify and also remember to rate and leave us a review on itunes if you have some time if you have any questions comments or suggestions about the show about what we've talked about or if you have a book you want us to discuss on the show, please email us at contact at darkrosecomics.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at twitter.com slash darkrosecomics, twitter.com slash geeky for myself, and twitter.com slash victorjyoung for my co-host Victor. You can also find us on Instagram at instagram.com slash darkrosecomics. And we also have a Facebook page at facebook.com slash darkrosecomics. And if you want to be a part of the community, join our Facebook group at Dark Rose Comics Group. And as always, take care. So, what did the coach say to his losing team of snakes? Uh, take care. You can't <laughs> bit them all. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs>